Welcome to Big Bear Christian Center Sermon Audio. This special message with Pastor Floyd Evers contains many different readings from people in the congregation, as well as some testimonies. We have left those portions in the recording, although they are very difficult to hear. We hope you'll enjoy this special service with Pastor Floyd. Okay, let's, let's get it all out. All right, I, it's a privilege for me to be here today. And I've, I've uh, struggled and thought a lot about what are we going to do on this Sunday before Christmas? How many of you missed the children's program this year? Well, I concluded that they've done it for us maybe too many times. So today, the adults are going to do the Christmas program for the children who are not here. But they can listen to it on the internet and be terribly blessed. The thing that strikes me is that we, we sing these songs and uh, read the scriptures, greet one another, exchange presents, and do all these things about Christmas that uh, are lovely because they, they help us to say things to one another that are very important, like, I love you. You mean a lot to me. And uh, I, I don't denigrate any of that. But uh, it's important for us as we're in the middle of, of a world that's caving in on itself. The crisis in the Middle East, uh, the, a culture that has run amok, uh, has forgotten its moorings, uh, a church that is now being marginalized, a Bible that is being ridiculed. Uh, these are not good times but they're not unexpected. And I, I just want to put us in a place where maybe we can visualize some things. As we talk about uh, the birth of Jesus and all the things that went into that story, and we're going to look at it in some depth, uh, we need to know that as bad as it is now, it was just as bad then. Now, they didn't have the, the tools to spread their poison quite like we do. But with the rule of the Roman Empire and all that was involved in the corruption of government and so on, uh, it was a bad time to be born. But it was the right time for Jesus to be born. Jesus is a rescuer. He's the one that, that steps into our mess and gives meaning and purpose. He doesn't always clean up the mess, but he is here. And uh, sometimes we think we, we do our worship, and it's like if we could just get it hot enough, maybe Jesus will show up. Friends, I, I need to tell you, he is here. Amen. He is here, and he's moving among us. He is here. He is here. And we want to praise his name. Now, I have given uh, pieces of scripture that various people are going to, and, and Joe will be my, won't you, Joe? <laughs> so we'll, uh, he'll run it around to wherever, it was my, 
my dream to get all the readers in these first two rows, I gave that up. It wasn't going to work. <laughs> I got one. I got two. Yes. Okay. We're ready to go. Uh, what we're going to be talking about is entitled Touched by an Angel. We're going to listen. The announcing angel is speaking. Once upon a time, a long time ago, people were in bondage and darkness was everywhere. And I'd like Matthew 4, 15 to 16 be read right over here. Hey, the people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. And he's talking about the region uh, in the north of Israel, uh, the Galilean region, and specifically, he could have identified uh, Nazareth. It was Hicksville. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, uh, it was said that can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Hopelessness and justice and fear grip the hearts of the people. But some remembered God's promise that he would send a deliverer to his people. And at just the right time, do I have Galatians 4, 4 and 5? I'll, I'll read it. But when the time arrived that was set by God the Father, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the conditions of the law so that he might redeem those who have been kidnapped by the law. Thus, we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage. For another time, if I get the opportunity, we'll talk about the law and grace and the marvelous change that came with Jesus. And uh, we are no longer under the law. We are under grace. We're in a, in a situation where, where God now speaks to us and we have a personal relationship with him. You can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as his own children. You want to go to the next one? Hello. Thank you. Because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives, crying out, Papa, Father. The question is, who was going to make the announcement? Gabriel blows his horn. Gabriel is a major figure. Gabriel is the same one who came to Daniel in the Old Testament. Uh, Gabriel is a very important angel. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 5 to 25. If you have that. Thank you. This story is not just about Bethlehem and the baby. The story has a context. And the, st and the context involves people of a pure heart that were looking 
anticipating what the prophets had said would happen in bringing a Messiah to them. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. To say, you know, why are we reading all this stuff about Zechariah and Anna and the baby that this barren woman was able to bring? We're reading it because it was it was a sign to Mary. I mean, she was being put under uh, a tremendous load. And uh, if we could just have the reading from Matthew 1, 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child. Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your, as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and he shall call his name save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son Put yourself 
in Joseph's place. Uh, he's getting ready for a wedding. And then he finds out that his bride-to-be is already pregnant. Now, you and I know how that happens, don't we? You know that the world doesn't believe what the Scripture tells us. But Joseph was given a, a, a handle to hang on to. And he obeyed and went ahead and took Mary to be his wife. Luke 2, uh, 8 to 15. Thank you, Rod. Uh, Luke 2 5. I'll read that. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and lineage of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Anyone have Luke 2.21? I do. So we see that we get the picture here that these lesser known people uh, were people that were anticipating this event. And uh, their hearts were prepared and they had ears that could hear what God was saying. And consequently, we find them being significant in this whole story. In Luke 1, 8, 138. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Luke 2, 8 to 14. Anyone have that? I will read it. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. 
I bring to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. Who are these people? They're shepherds. They're the low man on the totem pole in this country, in this culture. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. 1 Corinthians 26, 30. Okay. But humans, oh, sorry. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Thank you. Do you get the picture here? Uh, there were the people that were devout, that were waiting. They expected the Messiah. And the kind of people that the angel came to were people who were low man on the totem pole. They were... Uh, of little consequence, except they had a heart for God. And consequently, not many wise, not many noble, not many strong, not many eloquent, uh, but those whose hearts are, are open and ready. John 1, 1 and 14. This is to remind us that God is still speaking. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and lived for a while among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Aren't you glad that God is not silent, that he is still speaking? You know you're in there. Okay. Does anyone have verses 14 to 18? Okay, right here. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, when slumbering on their beds, when he opens the ears of men, and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deeds and conceal pride from man he keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword thank you 
Yet if there is an angel on his side as a mediator, one out of a thousand to tell a man what is right for him. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. Are you encouraged by what we're reading here? Uh, probably none of us set out to be humble. That's not the human ambition. But some, some of us have been humble in ways that we would not choose. And they have brought us down to the level of these to whom God revealed himself. You realize that the distresses and the pain that we experience are not just happenstance. It has to, if you're a child of God, it has to pass through the goodness and love of God's heart because God is working something that you didn't even know you need. Yeah. <laughs> Hebrews 3, 7 to 8, anyone? Okay, right here. So as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the desert. Hello. How many times? You know, I'm an old man. I've read this story hundreds of times. I've preached from it many times. I have a file folder full of sermons on the Christmas story. It's, frankly, it's very easy for our hearts to become glazed over. And we can't any longer put ourselves uh, in that scenario and understand what it means that God came to earth and took upon himself the form of a man and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. John 3.16, anybody? I could do this one. <laughs> this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. You know, you think about losing a child and you've got a dozen children. It's hard, really hard. But if you're a person with one child, it's catastrophic. And his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in any, anyone can have whole and lasting life. Can you hear Gabriel's trumpet? He, you know, Gabriel's still around. He's the announcer, and he is still proclaiming and those who belong to God, whose hearts have been made clean by this child that was born and born to die. The faithful can hear 
The seekers can hear. The obedient can hear. The humble can hear. Here's a Christmas prayer. Would you read this with me? Just everybody. This morning I have heard your voice announcing that Jesus has come into the world to save me from my sin. I agree with God that I am a sinner and believe that Jesus paid the penalty of my sin. Therefore, I ask your forgiveness and receive the gift of eternal life that is in Jesus. Thank you for forgiving my sin and taking me into your family. I'd like, to, I'd like us just to take a few minutes. We're finished with this. But uh, I would like us to bear witness to the effect of the presence of Jesus Christ in your life. And uh, be bold. He was bold for you. Don't be afraid. Nobody's going to judge you. Maybe. Okay. Anyone? It's not time to go yet anyway. Tell the, the family here when Christ came into your life. I'll start with Mr. Jeff.
I, I would say, Jeff, you were touched by an angel. Two angels, little one, big one. Thank you, brother. Man. Anybody else? Just a witness of God with us. Darlene.
came in and I'll just bear witness that God was getting her ready for me. And that has, that has taken an enormous amount of grace that all comes from God. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Yes.
Please. a similar story. Uh, God gave me a trumpet, and mercifully, I didn't bring it. <laughs> this we need. It doesn't look like any violin I've ever seen.
Amen. Your name? My name is Serena. Serena? Yes. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, Serena. You guys know what's going on here? Uh, the, the baby Jesus is here, and his work in lives is, is, is being manifest. Amen? Ooh, I'd go to this church anytime. Okay, how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. And sometimes we're so pressed down that we can't let it out. We can't share it. But I just appreciate the sharing that's gone on. You, you started to get up. Thank you. Speak now, forever hold your pieces. Yes, yes.
say that Corey, I too love you with the love of the Lord. Lloyd's love isn't much. But I won't ask you to validate that with my wife. But I'll tell you what, the Lord's love is something. Uh, we're coming into the uh, celebration of Christmas, Christmas Eve, all of that. Some of you will be in, in really wonderful circumstances and have family and friends around you. Some of you may not. Uh, and you need to know that if you're there and your heart is set on the, the Christ child, who isn't a child anymore, uh, he could give you the best day of your life. And uh, all of us go through these kinds of things, but uh, it's just good to give witness to it, isn't it? Yeah. Some of you here this morning may, may really be hurting. And uh, I, I'm here to tell you that uh, help is not far away. Jesus is alive and well, and he lives within his people. And uh, God help us to be a clear representation of his body that ministers and cares and loves. I just appreciate you folks this morning and, and all the good things that God is doing and he ain't done with you yet. Uh, anybody else? It's time, it's time to go. Uh, and yes, but not yet.
Some of you have been sitting and just soaking it up. Been good, hasn't it? Well, we're going to let you participate now because I just had an inspiration. And I would like us just to circle this auditorium. All of us just join the circle. This, this gives a picture of what it means to be connected to, to the body, to a family. If this is if this is awkward for you, uh, you don't. Nobody's required to do this. Do you know the chorus? We are one in the bond of love. We are one in the bond of love. We have joined our spirits with the spirit of God. We are one in the bond of love. Dear friends, uh, don't let that get away from you. And it's only in Christ's body, which, by the way, is the church, not just this one, but the living body of Christ, that we get that, that constant care and understanding that we need on a daily basis. And... Uh, I would just invite uh, two or three to pray, give thanks. Let's celebrate Christmas as the body of Christ.
We are one in the bond of love. We are one in the bond of love. We have joined our spirits with the Spirit of God. We are one in the bond of love. Would you like to try that? We'll, we'll try to pitch it down a little bit. <laughs> we are one in the bond of love. We are one in the bond of love. We have joined our spirits with the Spirit of God. We are one in the bond of love. If God's church said, Amen. Amen. Go and enjoy Jesus' birthday. <laughs>